0: Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, January 9th, 2018 edition of The Sands and its Storm Centers Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. If you run WebLogic and PeopleSoft, two of the big Oracle products, then you probably are very concerned about all the data that you have stored on these systems. Well, uh, we do have an attack that is going around using a fairly new exploit against a vulnerability that was patched originally in October. This particular exploit, however, isn't actually going after your data right now has a great short write-up about one of these attacks it really only went after installing a crypto coin miner on these systems. We have obtained a list of possible infected systems. Uh, right now it looks like they're in the order of uh, seven to 800 systems that are infected just by one of the comp- campaigns doing it. We have seen two, possibly three different variations of these attacks in the last week or so. So if you are running WebLogic, absolutely make sure that you have this October patch applied. If not, uh, double check the CPU load on the system. It may be a little bit hot. Now the good part about this is that uh, this particular malware isn't going after the data on these systems at all. It's really just ignoring that even though the exploit is somewhat specific to this type of system. And on Tuesday, we'll have a second article about this particular campaign, actually about the variations of these campaigns, including some of the estimates of how much money you can earn with crypto mining like this. And fake antivirus, it was for like really big a couple of years ago, then sort of went away. But what happens often with these pretty sort of social engineering based attacks is that they go away for a while, but then re-emerge as people start to forget about them. Brad looked at some fake antivirus attacks that he has seen coming in pretty strongly recently. So probably a good idea to send a reminder to your users to remind them about these type of attacks that they're not installing any malicious software. And Apple today released its set of patches for Safari, the web browser, in order to address the Spectre vulnerabilities. We've seen this now from pretty much all of the browser makers that they're setting up patches that lower the resolution of some of the timers in order to make it more difficult or impossible to exploit the Spectre vulnerability via JavaScript. Uh, A JavaScript proof of concept exploit actually was released today. So uh, this starts to become a little bit a real threat. And with the browser probably being the easiest way how a user could be exposed to an exploit, these patches certainly make sense. And then we have a little bit uh, additional fallout from Spectre and Meltdown. VPN clients apparently appear to be affected in part uh, by this particular update and cause system crashes. Pulse Secure came up with an update for its VPN client. Sandbox IE also had some issues that were addressed in an update. And we had a lot of questions regarding the registry key. With this update, Microsoft introduced a registry key. In order to receive the update, you have to set this registry key. Typically your antivirus software should take care of this. If you don't set this registry key or if you specifically remove this registry key, key, then you will get no security updates at all going forward, including the January update, which should be released on this Tuesday today. So this registry key while necessary right now in order to prevent all of these compatibility issues with the patch has to be treated really carefully uh, because it may prevent you from receiving these future updates. And the Wi-Fi allowance did announce the basics of WPA3, the successor of WPA2, nothing really sort of fundamentally different here but of course a stronger cipher Suites also a brute forcing protection that will lock users out if they're trying the wrong passphrase multiple times and it will include recommendations for users on picking a strong passphrase so essentially a minimum passphrase strength requirement in order to be for it to be used with Wpa 3. Of course, uh, this is really just the beginning and it will probably take a while for WPA3 to show up in any end-user devices. After all, crack probably showed us that it's time to look for something better than WPA2. Well, and that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.